Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defects Podcast. My name is Winter, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. Those that are new to the show, welcome. Those that are old to the show, thanks for coming back, guys. I apologise first, this episode is late. It should have arrived in your ears last Wednesday, but unfortunately, during the middle of May, I was working really hard and I got a really bad chest infection, and I had to cancel gigs, I had to do the bare minimum, so that's why this went on the back burner, I'm afraid. So here it is. This is episode 98 with a very funny comedian. He's only been going for a couple of years. He got through to the semi-finals of So I Think You're Funny. It is the excellent Lee Hudson. He's on all the socials as Lee Hudson Comedy. He's sort of a dry, misanthrope, world-weary kind of comic. If you ever see him on a bill, go and check him out. You will not be disappointed. He's absolutely tearing the place up at the moment. Now, if you like this podcast and you feel like you want to donate, you can. Go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and you can donate as little or as much as you feel this podcast is worth. But if you can't donate, that's okay. Just tell your friends about your favorite episode, because it tells people where we are and what we're up to. And you can go to all the socials and join the Comedy Defect Facebook group, or even like the Comedy Defect Facebook page. And you can follow me on all the socials as well, at Winter Dominus. That's me on there. And that's all I'm going to say for this intro. We recorded this episode during the lockdown. It's an hour or so with the excellent comedian Lee Hudson for episode 98. I hope you enjoy it. Lee Hudson, thank you so much for coming on The Comedy Defect. How are you doing? What's been happening with you? What have you been doing, man? Fuck it, since I last saw you at Hungerford Comedy. Oh, um, I think I did a few more gigs after that. I, I Basically, whatever the restrictions have been... I've been doing gigs if they were possible. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I even went over, to, I can't remember if this was before or after Hungerford, but I went over to Sweden uh, for a couple oh. of shows as well. Um, nice. While that was still a thing that was possible. Um, so yeah, man, I've just been gigging whenever I can. And then obviously um, I think like the 18th of December was my last one. Nice man. You've and been keeping it going, mate. Since then, so. That's great, man. So yeah, just... as much as I can. Um, that is fucking good going, man, considering the situation of <laughs> everything. this year, last year, <laughs> Mate, I did three gigs last year. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, fuck you now. You know what I mean? Get off. Right, that's been, it's been great talking to you, Lee. Um, yeah, so uh, tell me about your bad gigs, please. Uh, I just don't want to hear any more about good stuff. Uh, and uh, it's been a great podcast. Um, anyway, so that was Lee. Where, where can we find you, Lee? <laughs> oh, mate. So... Yeah, not all of those 77 were good. <laughs> oh, please tell me about those now. <laughs> no, no, no. No, so we went to, you went to Sweden, man. Jeez, how was that yeah it's interesting because like the only stuff i've done abroad before was america and canada so mm. it was my first time going somewhere where like english wasn't the first language obviously that they speak near perfect english in stockholm uh, which is where i was and i did two shows there and the first one was great it was quite a sort of almost like studenty age crowd nice, nice and they were quite into it and everything and then the second show i did it was like one where they have a sit down dinner first oh. and it was a very middle-aged audience very reserved and like they laughed but it mm. wasn't as it didn't feel as much like a comedy gig as the first one because they were quite it was a polite laughter it wasn't like a yeah they weren't letting themselves it wasn't go as wild mate. as the first one yeah that's it yeah it was it was interesting like regardless though just to have that experience to to do that it was it was really fun yeah there were two really really fun gigs and 
like audiences out there were capped at 50 people at the time oh. i think they've reduced that even more now oh, so i was lucky to do them when i did <laughs> mate you just snuck in under the wire there man that's great was it like your style is very cynical and like you know kind of dark as well which is and, and self-deprecating too i mean and like you know the younger crowd can really get on board with all that stuff isn't it go you know like oh yeah just you know someone that doesn't care about anyone like just has hatred for himself as well <laughs> and you know do you know what i mean they can really just like ride with that as well but like the older crowd are like well he should have worked this out by now you know <laughs> you know that's what it's like well, why why is he yeah. why is he not seeing someone about his problems i mean they really empathize with you rather than like yeah fuck this guy fuck everything yeah let's get drunk unprotected sex yeah spread the virus whatever virus it is we want to spread um yeah no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I find like, because I, you know, like the last couple of years I've been writing a, a, a clean show trying to like just, you know, because you know what, you go all over the place gigging and stuff, you know, and then like you hit a crowd of middle aged, like elderly, not elderly, but, like, you know, middle aged people who are just they are either retired early and are kind of going, OK, well, in entertain me, monkey boy. And you're like, OK, fine. But OK, right. And they're just like they just don't want any of your darkness. They just want to have fun and laugh without the, the, the you know, your bleeding, painful soul and failure, isn't it? You know what I mean? They just want to have a nice time rather than <laughs> show them, you, know, you show them your black soul that's like, you know, uh, pulsating yeah, I within. Don't, I don't think I'm that dark. Like, okay, sorry, I'm just quite self-deprecating <laughs> and, and I've got a bit of, no, no, I, I, I've verged on it at times, but I, I am like, I'm pretty self-deprecating. I'm mm. quite cynical for sure. Sometimes people, people vibe with that and sometimes they don't. And yeah. uh, I like to think I can get like a few laughs out of any audience, but the degree to which they go with you. Yeah. really does vary unless you're doing sort of you know absolutely sort of universal comedy but that's yeah. something i've been trying to work on as well and going out there helped me with that because it's like i had to look at all my material and be like okay well there's some stuff i've got which is very uk centric like mm. when i talk about rustlers burgers they don't have those in any <laughs> other country no other country yeah is depraved enough to have that so i was like i can't do that in sweden i'm gonna have to talk about other stuff so yeah. you start figuring out which what of your material can work anywhere kind of thing desperately doing a recce around the place please have a weatherspoons please please if there's a weatherspoons here i mean just <laughs> is, what, what's your equivalent to weatherspoons what is that i mean <laughs> all the drinks here are like 10 or 10 or 20 quid like you know well, i've got a joke about mcdonald's switching to paper straws so like before one of the gigs i went to a mcdonald's and ordered a meal to see if they had paper straws i mean i, I would have probably gone there anyway <laughs> but i like to i like to consider it like it was a reconnaissance mission yeah. it was research yeah. i you know it was for the art yeah i was i was doing it for the art <laughs> nice bit of r&d there i mean you know that's it i mean you know of course uh they, yeah. yeah there's a writer there too it's like well i usually have uh i don't know what we'd have over there eat what the locals eat herring i guess um and other <laughs> other oh god i mean i'm butchering fucking cultures here <laughs> uh but um yeah so like uh so man like you've been how long have you been going lee It'll be my four-year anniversary oh, on fuck. the seventeenth seventeenth of February. That's um, great, man! Four years, you're smashing it, mate. You did like that's fucking. You've been traveling all around the place. I mean, you, you started in Canada, right? I did. Yeah, I started in Toronto, like on the open mics there, because I, I I was living out there for work and. I didn't know anyone there. What um, were you doing, if you don't mind me asking? I didn't really want to socialise with the people I worked with in the evening as well. I was coaching football. Which oh, is, right. Uh, that was always another hobby kind of thing. And I had a chance to go and sort of take a sabbatical and do it out there full time. Hmm. And it involved a lot of evenings. And I would only get like two evenings off a week right. if I was lucky, sometimes only one. 
I started on that one free evening, I started going out and watching comedy shows on my own. I'd always love stand-up. I'd always watch stand-up. So I was like, that would be a cool thing to do. And there used to be a club which they did like an 11 o'clock show. And it was a weed cafe as well. I don't smoke, but I'm, I don't mind being around it. Yeah. It would go to about one, half one in the morning. And I kept going to that. And it was always packed. And because I was there on my own, I never wanted to like sit on a table with anyone. So I just stood at the back. And that was where all the comedians were. And people kept going like, are you a comic? And I was like, no, I just like standing. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I got to the point where like enough people kept asking me. I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do it. I think I'm going to do it so that when right. people ask me, I can actually say, yes, I am. Yeah. So the first open mic I did out there was um, a place called the Hawaii Bar, which had a Friday night open mic called the Laughter Luau, uh, Hawaiian themed <laughs> open mic. And out there, it was like, it was a proper like North American style open mic where you sign up on the night. Not like the sort of London open mics where you do it all over Facebook. The sign up was officially seven o'clock with the show at eight. People would turn up from half five to start the list themselves. When I turned up like a sucker at seven for my first ever one, I was already like 40 people down on the list. Oh God. Which was just insane really. Um, yeah. And like, I didn't end up getting up until around midnight. It was ludicrous. And I'd had a couple of drinks by then as well. <laughs> oh, man. Do you remember your first joke you wrote? I was trying to think, like, what did I actually... Because I remember there was a guy, two people before me, who was also English. And I had planned my whole opening bit to be about being English in Canada. And that just ruined it for me. Yeah. But I was able to open with that. I was like, oh, I was going to do this. And it turns out there's another guy just before me. What are the chances? Yeah. It didn't go so badly that I didn't want to do it again. And I remember afterwards, like I stayed like drinking with some of the comedians. There's a place just down the road from there. It's a really good venue called the Com just called the Comedy Bar, mm. and they put on shows there. But they also have a bar where like comedians hang out. So I went there with all the other comedians afterwards, and we just hung out for a nice. while talking about stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm feeling this. I just started going there every Friday. That was in February of 2017, and then I already knew what I was moving back to the UK in April. I, I'm not sure. It was definitely something about eating bad food, which has been a constant theme throughout my stand-up, but I can't remember the what the exact wording was. I was pretty self-deprecating from the start. It was interesting. Like I, I did do a lot of being English in Canada jokes for the, the two months of open mics that I did there. When I left Toronto to come back to the UK, I went to LA for a week first as mm. well and did open mics there. So I did open mics in Toronto and LA before I ever did anything mm. in the UK. Nice. <laughs> it was like my little escape from my work to do that once a week. Yeah, it's crazy. That's great. I mean, like that makes you just like, you know, special already. You know, you come back and go, well done, my son, <laughs> in Toronto and LA. I mean, like, you know, you're already like, oh, well, okay. And, you know, straight in <laughs> the door to some of the best clubs. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, not saying you're taking away. I wasn't, good... trust me. I, I started on, I started, when I came back to the UK, oh. I, I did all of the uh, notorious London open mics. You've got yeah, to, I, You've got to. You've I did. I, to I, like, I remember going to like Lion's Den. Yeah. Comedy Bin. Um, oh, yeah. One of my favourites, though, was one underneath a pizza restaurant on a Friday night oh, in yeah, Clark the, World. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Cafe uh, Mode. Wedge, wedge Issue. Oh, Wedge Issue, right. Uh, Cafe, Mode, Cafe Mode's Covent Garden, yeah. But Wedge Issue, and it was a, it was, it was a proper open mic in that it was like poets, musicians. Right. There was even ma magicians there some nights. Wow. Some nights it was terrible, but I met a lot of people that I'm still good friends with now Great. at that place. Yeah, like all the comedians used to just stand in the back near the bar just talking shit while other people were on um, That's great. but it was just it felt like a proper like good hang as well as 
being somewhere where you could try your latest terrible five minutes yeah yeah <laughs> i remember when i first started like i did uh you know you're looking for open mics and stuff and i, I was like where else can i find open mics okay and then i look for acoustic open mic because i'm a bit ocd so i emailed every single acoustic open mic place on that and then <laughs> i went to every one place i could get a spot some of the venues were beautiful you're like oh my god this is would be such a great room for comedy <laughs> but it isn't because it's like you know you've got people with <laughs> guitars and they're tortured like you know pros they've written and then you go up and just ruin the fucking the the, the energy yeah. and, and the, the telling the, dick jokes yes yeah, totally. <laughs> just and like they're like oh what you know just, just hate you there's utter hatred for you is it's like you're just ruining the vibe altogether bring it all down make it all about you nothing about the sharing pain or anything it's just like look these are just you know just as you say like you know um not even well-crafted dick jokes at that stage you know what i mean so it was yeah. um yeah it was funny man yeah so like you gotta do it man you gotta do it but like that's great so you went to LA did you played the the store in LA as well didn't you um I got up there that was that was another time so I've been to LA five times for comedy now so like the first couple of times I went I just did open mics like like I didn't know anyone but the thing is with open mics there is that there's even professional comedians doing open mics Mm. and semi-professional comedians doing open mics so if you do the open mics and they realize that you're not shit Mm. you start getting asked to oh come and do like my bar show it's not paid but it's got a proper audience and stuff and yeah I've done roast battle at the comedy store three times now they've got a thing on the monday nights there called potluck where like about 150 people sign up on a sheet sometimes Mm. more and they pick like 15 people to go up in the original room at the start of the night which is like before the the pros go on and i managed to get up on that one so i i I got a three minute spot (laughs) in the original room at the comedy store which it flew by before i could even like (laughs) soak it in like i'd I'd only just got to sort of introduce myself and the light was going so um, but it was that that was amazing though Um, i was still only like a year in at that point i think that's wonderful like just having that experience of inside such a wonderful room like and there's bank on the bank in the cv mate that's it off you go that's (laughs) it that and so you you got to the final uh semi-finals of so you think you're funny as well in 2018 Yes, You've yeah, so... Rocket it, mate. Good work, man. This is it, yeah, you know? I, I try. Yeah. <laughs> that was good fun, going up to Edinburgh to do that, mm. the semi-finals there, because I did the regional, like, heat at, at Angel at the Camden Head. Great. And managed to get through... And I, I still don't know how I got through the heat there, because it was... There were some really, really good people mm. in my heat, but I, you know, luckily got through and then went up there, and only one person goes through from each semi-final, so the odds yeah. were stacked there but it was still good experience to go up there who were you on with who who was your uh con- the contenders there was an irish guy i think did he win it that year i uh-huh. can't remember a guy called shane shane clifford who he'd never done anything over here he mm. was just in ireland and right. then came over for that he either won it or got to, he got through our heat though he was very he was very good um i can't remember actually who won it that year it might have been him so we did the old trick of like, you know, going away and gigging for like 10 years and then coming and doing this. So you think you're funny. <laughs> I have done. So I think some people, I don't know which people, but I know some, I've heard of like people yeah. going like, oh, you know, so-and-so entered it after three years. Yeah, this is like I, I legitimately entered it as quick as I could when I got back to the UK, having done three months abroad kind of thing. Fair play, man. Fair so, play. Um, you, you you stuck to the rules, man. That's it. Like I I did the same. I was like, oh yeah, first year in. I was, yeah, I was fucking terrible. Oh my god, I was so <laughs> bad. It was like it was embarrassing. It's one of those ones where, like, okay, well, luckily at the time I didn't have enough self awareness to know how bad it was going. But looking back, yeah. I can go, oh my god, that was fucking dog shit. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, good work, man. That's great. Was um, oh, I've I've absolutely tanked in some other competitions though, mm. like the Leicester Square New Comedian one. I've never got through the heat. 
oh, I've done that. I've, I've, I've tanked the heat in that twice, so right. that's never gone well. I was meant to be in the Bath New Comedy thing at the Bath Comedy Festival this year, but obviously that got scrapped because of COVID, so that would have been a fun one because I think that's a little bit more merit-based rather than have you got mates with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rather clap off sort of thing, you know. It was like, a, yeah, great, rent a crowd kind of thing. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, that's like you're not even laughing at the jokes that are good. Yeah, this is it. You're not giving me anything. It's like it's just yeah, that's not fun. I've heard that you're a professional footballer before. Is that right? Not professional. No, I, I played like semi-professional non-league to a fairly low level, and then my knees. I had some a couple of shit knee injuries right. um, in my mid twenties, so I stopped. I stopped playing at like twenty-five. Right. Um, and started coaching as well so I've done a bit of that so yeah obviously when I was in Canada I was coaching football as well that's always been part of my life yeah comedy is uh, pretty much my main love and passion yeah. now <laughs> that's it yeah you just get the bug and you just get like it's, it's like you've been you know you've, you've just infected by something isn't it really like it's just <laughs> yeah, in, like you hear some, your life you hear some people describe it as like a drug and I think it definitely is it's more like a cancer. Like... It's more like a fucking cancer, man. It is. It's like because you just can't stop thinking about it. And when you don't have it, you feel sad. And like, you know, it's like the, like you did 77 gigs. 77 gigs last year? Uh, yeah, in 2020, 77 right. gigs. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I did three, man. I'm, I'm like, at the moment, I feel like I'm in remission of some kind. You know what I mean? <laughs> Full on cold turkey. Mate, it's like, I'm fucked. You know, I'm just like, I, like occasionally I'll say to my wife, I'm like, oh, God, I just, I just miss comedy so much. Just, you know, I just need to do something. I'll go write a joke. I'll care write a joke. It's not the same. There's no one to do it to. Yeah, and you don't laugh at my shit anymore god damn it no fun no fun but yeah have you have you done anything on like zoom or anything that's what happened i did three gigs on zoom and i was like oh god i hate this there's no feedback i don't know whatever gig i was there was no feedback from the audience and they, the audience were too busy fucking yeah, yeah. like fucking bantering with each other on the fucking comments you know what i mean it's like guys focus i'm it's me it's about me fuck you you know um and so <laughs> so uh it's like a corporate gig when they could just fucking chat via text message you know what i mean it's uh oh yeah it's uh, but yeah but like honestly look I mean, I might give him a second fucking blast because honestly, I'm starting to lose my mind a little bit. You know, I've, I've been doing little other, other things to kind of keep my brain from atrophying and so it, because I'm just desperate. I'm fucking desperately. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. It's, uh, it's, I, I, I've, yeah. not, I've not done many either, but I've done, I've done a handful and they're, mm. they're okay, but you, you don't get that same no. rush of being on stage no. at all. You don't get that real like adrenaline no. kind of feeling or anything it, it's like it's like going from smoking meth to just passively smoking weed isn't it really that's what it's like oh okay i'm, I'm sort I mean, of getting I'm not sure high. how that feels but <laughs> contact high you know what i mean well we've all seen people yeah. okay we've all seen people I like, know. you know <laughs> i mean uh, uh, no, i don't do that at all no, i mean look, mate don't worry there's no drugs test on this fucking show okay look you can relax it's fine all right no like honestly like that it just it just wasn't the same but i mean i'd be jacked for adrenaline because because i was like i'm not sure how this is going uh what do i do with this and you can't like sit in a car and drive and, and burn that off you just have to go back into back back home you know and like get back from that room into the house and go i'm not sure how yeah. that went <laughs> you know what i mean you know you're yeah. just like there's no fucking feedback that's what we do it for the fucking there's just a joy in it of the feedback of like oh that's it like, I, I, I would I would rather bomb at a live gig and then have to drive two hours home and sit in it oh. than do an all right Zoom gig. Yeah, marinate in that fucking misery. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to take that misery back into the house. And it's like a sort of mold that's been hanging around. It's like, there's a mold again. There it is. I can't get rid of that. <laughs> Staying with me. You were semi-pro uh, football. You're doing a podcast now with Ross. Callum Ross. It's a football betting podcast. So mm. we just sort of like, pick our tips and just have a bit of banter about the upcoming games and stuff we haven't done it that long i think we started it in november maybe yeah and it's just something we like we'd had an idea because we, we kept like messaging each other most weekends like talking about what bets we were putting on 
Mm. And then Callum was like, do you want to do this as a podcast? I was like, yeah, we'll give it a go. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, uh, it's a fun little thing. We try and keep them short as well. We do it like 15, 20 minutes, just so people can like blast through it quite easily because no one wants to listen to two people talk about football betting for like three hours that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Like, that, like so. you ever know, it could morph into something like that, though. Because what it sounds like is fuck, great hook, man. You could just betting on fucking sports. Who doesn't want to make a little bit extra cash? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Put behind a we, paywall. Um, the problem is we don't win much, though. That's the uh, that's the problem at the moment. We we have we have won some, but we're we're losing more than we win at the moment. Shit. So uh, we're just having fun with it and just figuring out like how to podcast as well is a thing because we've not been doing that long. So we're just sort of figuring it out. And I think once we sort of nail the formula experiment with it then we'll try and maybe push it more because what you don't want to do is try and sort of really push it hard out there when it's maybe not as polished as it could be kind of thing yeah you know you just got to roll roll that fucker in glitter isn't it you know what i mean that's it it's like hey look it looks really good but on the inside isn't it (laughs) i've only done a hundred of these now you know it's like and i feel that it's only just starting to kind of get its fucking legs now you know what i mean slowly you know what it's about and you know where it's going you don't worry about it like if you if you listen to like yeah podcasts that have been going a while and you go back and listen to like their like their oh. episode one and two yeah. and three like it's 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 completely different to them what you hear after yeah when you when you're hitting the hundreds mm. so yeah that's why we're, we're sort of doing it and if people find it great mm. and we're put we're sort of we put, repost it on our socials and stuff but mm. we haven't sort of really gone hard on trying to get it out there yet because we want to make yeah. sure it's good first <laughs> let it fucking grow on its own you know what i mean it's like it's the same with the uh, comedy you know what i mean it's like at the beginning i was so desperate to fucking put i went to places and gigged and did gigs that i was nowhere near ready for and then you just go great well that's how they're going to remember you now forever you know <laughs> just like that's the danger isn't it you put yourself out there too soon before your fucking product is ready to be fucking shown to anyone and like it can, yeah, you can i think that's that's a bit of self-awareness as well isn't it i think that's such a big thing big time. in comedy is like knowing what level you're at what you should and shouldn't be applying for like sometimes you might test the waters mm. above your station a little bit but if you're not nailing five minutes at open mics don't go applying for like paid 15s and stuff yeah, yeah that's um, it. don't do a joe dirt on it you know hey just gotta have just not have no in my heart and i should be fine no just uh you know reference there from do you remember see joe dirt no joe no, dirt. I've not seen it. Dave, no. dave spade it's dave spade you know it's great that's really funny man joe I know dirt. Dave spade, but yeah that's, joe, yeah i've not seen that it's great joe dirt one reference is brilliant just so i'd let you know uh don't watch <laughs> the second one <laughs> don't watch the second okay. the first one is great but um like you know you just, as i will say you don't talk robins it and just like think your five minutes is fucking the shit you know and just go on there you just motivate like a fucking idiot then it's like yeah i'm smashing the gig you know i mean yeah. don't get me wrong. i yeah. think like i think starting at 31 years old helped me a bit i had a bit of life experience behind me yeah. so i'm i'm and i have got that self-awareness if you start when you're 20 it's great because you're going to get so many more years experience mm. but you might be a little bit naive and a little bit not that self-aware when you're starting out yeah. so um, I think starting a little bit older has definitely helped with that. That's it. And you know, it's who you meet, isn't it? It's like everyone goes, no, I did it on my own. No, I didn't. No, someone has saw you. And like, oh, they got potential and it helps you along. Or like, you know, if you're 20 or so, you know, I remember I've been cleaning out some stuff to the, the, yesterday and I found a set I wrote when I was about, God, about 20, 25 God almighty. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to throw it out. I was like, no, I'm keeping this because it's so bad that it's got, a, it's got something, you know, it's got some, it's so, it's so bad. It needs to be framed. You know what I mean? Go, and then you go, okay, look how far I've come from that. That's wonderful. Do you know, you got to keep these things to see how far you go. I've, I've developed and just improved, man. That's oh, massively. Yeah. Key. Like if I, like, I, I remember when I was about two years in uh, or like a year and a half in, 
I'd sort of done well at a few like decent gigs and I was thinking like, oh, I've got this cracked. And yeah. then if I listen <laughs> to how I was then now, I'm like, oh, I've like, I've improved so much since then. Yeah. And I'm sure like if I listen back to what I'm doing right now in like three years or something, I'll be like, that guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> which is great, which is wonderful. It's humbling, you know, and it, it, it's, yeah. it's, it shows a gr- growth as a person as well. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm nearly there. You just like feel like you're just getting into your groove and into the pocket, you know? Talking about your, you've been self-deprecating yourself. Did you put any of this stuff about you, your knees giving like injuries into your stand-up? No, I've not really talked about that. It's not really, I haven't really found a way to make it funny or, or sort of to fit it into my set because mm. I don't talk about football at all in mm. my comedy. Um, I've not found a way to kind of link the two into my act kind of thing. If that mm. makes sense, mm. it's something I might, I might sort of venture with in, in the future. I think it's like certain parts of your life you don't really broach it on stage until you feel you've got the skill to if that makes sense like i've started doing more and more personal stuff recently and that's it's stuff that i've had the idea to do before but i was like i couldn't make it funny before (laughs) yeah sort of stuff we're saying about where you look at yourself from a couple of years ago and you're like "Ah, i I couldn't do this then i can do this now Mm. kind Mm. of thing so yeah i've only just started talking about like family stuff and things like that which i wasn't good enough to do <laughs> uh, previously you see some people go on and go i've got depression and then they go okay well please give me a joke now <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying? <laughs> you know please 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 say something that, that makes this alleviates this tension in the room that is really really painful and then there isn't sometimes there isn't and you're like oh god almighty god this is going to be harrowing and like you know but the knees thing right you know like that like you had a obviously had a love for, um, a huge love for football right as your life yeah i mean that is a great place to start isn't it and then fuck me my body just quit. It wasn't me. It was my fucking genetics. It's like, yeah, knees, fuck you. Yeah, you thought you are going to go, yeah, just enjoy myself. And then, no, that's it. That's you, You've used up your knees now. <laughs> you know, fuck. That is... Well, uh, I, yeah. I, I had like, because I had two um, ACL injuries uh, and I could have carried on playing, but mm. like doctors said to me, like, they went like, if you try and carry on playing, you might be all right but you also may struggle to walk when you're older so i'm like i'm like i'll 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 knock it on the head (laughs) yeah that's fair isn't it you know that's a good a good uh sort of um decision you made there i mean you know that's it middle of lockdown number one right i was like oh man i went for a couple of runs because couldn't go to the gym whatever run i did it like a couple of 10ks and i was like oh man like fucking hell my knees run up this hill because i live in hemel there's the hill there and i was like fuck me and i've never had this my knees are feel like they're about to come off you know like to pop out you know i was like i've never like on the patella just like i'd like a little uh biology in there just you know the patella was about to pop i was like oh shit so anyway thought i'll go to the chiropractor be probably be okay and you know how you go to a place and just don't believe that there's they're gonna help you just think yeah just gonna show me a couple of stretches and i should be grand so did an x-ray and turns out i've had a compression fracture in my l3 and i was like ah okay that's um finally i can write a fringe show (laughs) that means something (laughs) about my broken back oh this is this is a great day but uh, then then again i i didn't I looked at this guy who was telling me this stuff and he looked one of those guys, you know, from um, the shopping channel, like really, really tanned, uh, bleached blonde hair and had an American, he's from New Orleans. And I was like, oh man, this guy's trying to sell me some shit now. This is probably an (laughs) x-ray from some other dude. Look at him, he's trying to sell me, we need to do this in three sections. I was like, no, just can we just do it in one? Because how much is three? That's, oh, fuck me, that much. Like you see old fellas walking around, you know, like it's talking about, you know, you're afraid you wouldn't be able to walk if you carried on playing. You're back in your knees. You can't, yeah. you can't mistreat them. Like they don't, they don't get any better. Like you can, you can manage a problem with them, but you can't ever get it. Well, if they go, you're not getting it back. 
that, that's it, mate. You know, you, that, yeah, knees and backs. I think there's a great, um, a great Louis C.K. bit where he talks about going to the doctors hmm. and it goes into, I think it was like his shoulder or something. He's like, go get my shoulder fixed. And he's, they're like, no, we can't. You just have a shitty shoulder now. That's <laughs> oh, no. like, you're, you're old. That's what happens. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the, no, the, the machine is breaking down. Fuck. Trying to hold on. A bit of masking tape. Be fine. Be fine. Uh, years ago, I, I wrote something like, uh, I want to be a fireman. One of my things is like, when I was about 25, I was like, okay. Um, I was in Ireland. I was like, okay, I'd be a fireman. I've trained like mad trying to get in there and I was like okay and I did the, I passed the interview and then it came to the medical and I had childhood asthma <laughs> I was like so oh, no. and I was like and they were like well you know and they and they have to I have to do a test I was like well we'll see how you bad you are and with a test basically they pump chemicals into your lungs to make your lungs you know constrict and like that's going to happen yeah, to anyone, really. So, um, so you know, I was like, oh, just, just, uh, just inhale these, uh, these noxious fumes for a bit. It's like, yeah, 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 can't breathe very well now. It's weird, that isn't it? It's weird that I would would go in. I mean, that's the first thing I do. I just run to a, a burning house and just inhale all those noxious fumes and just see what happens. You know, I was like, anyway. So I didn't get it, but I was so fucking pissed, man. You know, it, life sometimes, you know, is humbles you without you being prepared for it, mate. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> so have you written any any um like any fringe shows or have you in the process of writing one or, or still moment i've not no like I, i've talked with friends before about like doing like a split show or something mm. like doing half an hour each because i've always been one of those people where like i talked about self-awareness earlier and like i've always been of the opinion like if i do something like a proper shot i want it to be good mm. and i don't know if that's necessarily always the right way with stuff like that whereas like because you're there for a month if you go to the fringe or whatever you could go up there with 20 minutes of material and just use it as a work in progress and try yeah. and come come back with more material kind yeah. of thing i've sort of always the opposite where i'm like if i do something like that i want it to be good yeah fair. <laughs> um i've got like high standards of myself as well and like i don't want to do something that shit i want to try and work out my 10s and my 15s yeah. on the circuit and then try and piece together once i know i've got like a good half hour mm-hmm. I'll go and do a split show or something. Yeah, I, I probably should have just taken the leap and done it and tried to maybe learn on the go, but it's so expensive as well. Like, I wouldn't want to waste money on something that's shit. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time. It's like, hugely expensive. I have, I have seen some people, like, go up there with an hour, and I'm like, I've never seen you crush a five. <laughs> 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 like, I've, I've only ever seen you die. Why are you, like, why are you putting yeah. suspecting members of the public don't deserve that? You're a fucking sadist. That's a, a very measured approach to it really um, like... it's, some, it's something i definitely want to do and like aspire to do kind of thing but yeah like whenever i've had money rather than that i've like i said gone out to la or something and just mm. done spots out there um because you can do like as long as you've got no standards about what you're doing mm-hmm. <laughs> um if it, like if you don't mind doing open mics to just comedians you can do four or five spots a night which it's just good fun as well <laughs> yeah but did you rent a car um, while you're out there as well, while you're like driving around to spots and stuff? So I've done it in different ways. So the first ever time I went to LA, like the first ever time I go anywhere, I try and use public transport because I'm like, I want to see how the people live. You get a real feel for a city if you use the public transport. And I had to evacuate a bus, like just a regular, uh, it's like a bus at night going through Hollywood because someone shit themselves on it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, the next time I go, I was like, I'm getting Ubers. I'm going to go a level up. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Because LA is so spread out, I ended up 
spending an absolute fortune on getting ubers between all these spots and stuff so i was like next time i was like right just renting a car so the third time out of the five times i've been i so i got a car and I, every time i've gone back since i've just got a car and i've become an absolute wizard at finding free parking on yes. the streets of los angeles <laughs> you start to find your way around better as well if you're driving because you're actually mm. conscious of the like the routes you're taking and stuff like that uh, but no it's been it's been good fun okay right so that's a question everyone i, I speak to uh, about comedy like when you go up on stage right if you mm-hmm. you go up and you think to yourself okay i um as a person on stage i kind of approach the job as like say for example sean mio approaches the job like his his archetype of a of a model if you like is a gun for hire a gunslinger because he's like you know aggressive like on stage and but like you know fun playful angry as well you know that's kind of you know he's like a, an outlaw that's what he kind of says he is how would you see yourself like as the, your comedy persona if you like on stage the <laughs> thing is right about this right is like i asked this one i've had someone said to me <laughs> An IT, uh, an IT help desk. Yeah, thank you, IT help desk. But first, um, you know, the first level, level one mm. for help desk. You know, um, and I was like, <laughs> where they just, where they just don't care, <laughs> just don't know. Basically, just turn on and off again. It was great. I loved it. I was like, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, <laughs> like a despondent retail employee <laughs> would probably be, yeah, like would would probably be a good one actually. So quite similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, like the person behind the till at McDonald's who doesn't actually care that your order's wrong probably that sort of kind of vibe because i like i'm quite cynical quite self-deprecating and i've learned to not particularly care if an audience doesn't completely go for it and i just power through right (laughs) i mean everyone has the bad ones now and again and i'm finding i'm getting them less but they still definitely happen (laughs) and yeah just going through with it and just i will do this material i will do my 10 minutes or whatever and okay you're not on board but i don't care i'm going to finish it off (laughs) yeah I know this is good. You have just, I'm just casting pearls among assholes right now. That's what it is, right? You just don't know the value of this stuff. This dick joke is... I know this has got laughs elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think this might be an old trick, like, but I saw one, someone say, like, I know this got laughs somewhere else and they played a tape. This is how long ago it was. They played a tape of the the gig that that joke got laughs at <laughs> another place and i was like oh that's brilliant that's lovely that is amazing it's yeah. like yeah it's you that are the problem yeah exactly me. look you know obviously you're just not not committing to the bit you know that's it i probably do need to get better though is like sort of improvising on the fly mm. i'm very material based i don't really do crowd work like if something does happen in the room i'll try and address it really quickly and then mm. get back onto my material mm. whereas i probably could be better at like being in the moment with stuff like that is is something I want to get better at for sure. Have you done improv as well or? I haven't, no, never done it. There's places in Los Angeles where they do like improvised topic open mics. So there's like a, you get given like a random subject Hmm. that'll just get thrown at you and you have to make a joke about it. And that's quite fun. That's as close as stuff come, but I've never actually done like improv improv. Is that, uh, that, what's what's that called? The, is that the one stand up without a net? What's that? Um, uh, set list. Set list, yeah, that's it. Oh, I'd love to do that. That'd be sounds fun. This isn't it's not um <laughs> as good as that. These are mm. like open mics, but it's still um it's still a fun thing to do. It's something different. Like I was in LA in February just before everything happened <laughs> and there was ra- just around the corner from the Airbnb where I was staying, there was an eleven AM open mic <laughs> with the random topic. So I would start I would just I would go and get breakfast somewhere and then I, that would be the start of my day every day for the two weeks I was out there, I would do the uh Great. improv open mic. <laughs> fun. 
that's a good way to start the day. Yeah, just let it go, man. That's good. Um, yeah. So how do, how was it? Like, I mean, because you know, how'd you go with that? Was it fun? Did you, did you, did yeah, it something was, come it out was of good. It? Like it was like I say, it was um, it was at eleven a.m. So it it wasn't like I was doing that instead of doing something else. It was mm. just a fun way to get the brain yeah going uh, at the start of the day. And like literally, their mics start from that sort of time out there every day because so many of the comedians out there don't actually work. Yeah, <laughs> or they've got like random jobs with random hours so yeah, they, yeah. like there would still be like 15 people or 10 people showing up to these mics at like 11 a.m or midday Whoa. mad which yeah it's great crazy. it's great <laughs> comedy 24 hours a day brilliant pretty that's much it. that's why I, I like to go out there because yeah you, you start your day at lunchtime doing comedy and yeah. you just go all the way through until like 2 a.m oh great that's great which is yeah ridiculous really man brilliant and it's also the weather as well you got the weather too it's not like the fringe yeah. where it's pissing down with rain one minute and then like kind of semi-warm the next <laughs> you know that's it that's mad that's yeah. great i want to i want to try and fill new york out a bit more as well because mm. i've done a couple of open mics there but i've never properly got into it there as much as i have in los angeles and new york's like obviously a place i like revere yeah. as well it's like one of the homes of comedy isn't yeah, of it course, so of course um i need to get have you been out anywhere at I, all do you know what i had a flight booked to new york for two weeks in november and fuck i was so pissed off man i was like that was i was gonna go and like feel it out and have fun with it because i did loads yeah. of gigs like the year before like traveling around the place having fun i like and just was like spent week a week or so there and just kind of gigging all around the place and just getting to know people yeah. and stuff and and like then i was like yeah new york's on the list and i was like so i was like right let's do everywhere i can oh, get in europe and it was so fun i was so pissed off man i was like oh but you know hey it's all right i'll do it i will do it it's on the list to yeah. do and then i mean yeah, I, I had i was due to go out there last year and yeah i had to can it as well so man but yeah the um the stuff i did in stockholm though has given me a bit of a taste for like getting out and yeah seeing Europe more because I've heard there's like amazing scenes in like Amsterdam but mm. in Barcelona that's it those sort of places so yeah man there yeah. is like you get France as well like you know this Poland too you know Russia there's like all these places man you can just go and do gigs to expats you know so it's like you know it's kind of like oh, okay cool um, like where's the locals uh, well they're somewhere else <laughs> <You know? laughs> but like, I mean, there's some here that's cool but no but yeah, but yeah that's it man it's about just testing see what works everywhere isn't it you want to become internationally like accepted with your material isn't it really it's like okay what works okay great this yeah okay, that's fantastic. it and it's just fun and i think you just you build experience as a person as well yeah. as a comic doing that and you see like there are some people who like they're good comics and like they'll absolutely kill gigs in london but they're very mm. london centric and yeah. you're like i'm not sure if this would work outside of london. a certain type of audience kind of thing um, yeah. and that's like i say what i've been trying to get better at is just being universally funny rather than completely uh just only being able to play to one type of crowd but yeah like you go i have to, been guilty of that you go to london you're like okay right they're kind of like a little bit more fluffy nice nice stuff you know more cerebral then you go l further north it's like okay right i want your darkness you're you're really <laughs> like just what the horror it's uh it's, it's a totally even just like you know i say different counties man it's just changes yeah that's it like you could you could do a gig in i don't know sussex and it'll be completely different than if you go out to essex and mm. people are a oh, little God, bit more yeah. rowdy totally Essex audiences seem to like me for some reason <laughs> though um, I, I find it's weird like Essex and the West Country for some reason I've never had a bad gig in either of those places mm. just everywhere in between I've got to try and sort out that's alright that's alright man <laughs> they'll come together man is there anything you ever had to like struggle struggle with to sort of like get yourself up on there up on stage like, I had a, a real terrible time with gong shows when I first started out like I uh, I remember I did King Gong at the London Comedy Store when I was only 
I'd only been back in the UK for like three months. So I was like five months, six months in total. And I did like one and a half minutes, just absolutely died on my ass. I was lucky to do one and a half minutes. (laughs) And then I went back like two years in and I'd written like a one-liner set because I thought that would be the the key to doing well there, which was like, you know, if I just hit them quickly with punchlines, I'll be fine. And they weren't having the first one. So they then subsequently weren't having any of the rest. And I I did less time than I did the first time. No, what time was your time Um, the second time? It was like a minute. Mate, Um, I I did 17 seconds the first time I did it, mate. I was fucking terrible. Um, So yeah, you're fine. Don't worry. But then I went, it was in December 2019. I did three gong shows in December. Yeah. I did the honk show at moth club out in hackney and i beat that i got to the final but didn't win the the joke off at the end but i survived that i beat the blackout but that was like the fifth time i beat the blackout because i find that's like the most forgiving (laughs) of all the gong shows and then i I beat the gong at the store on the the show in between christmas and new year's which was um i got offered like my first open spot there (sighs) off the back of that as well which was but that was meant to be in may 2020 so that has never happened and i still need to try and scramble to claim that when they eventually reopen along with the other massive queue of people that will be doing the same so it's all right man you're on the list man you're on the list you'll get back in there man no problem yeah it was um yeah it was was a really nice way to round off 2019 and then like i said i went out to la in february and i was feeling really good about everything i was like this is yeah i'm starting to get some of a list and then you yeah, just all came crashing down oh, mate. <laughs> what do you do to with the doldrums at the moment like you know how are you getting through it like i'm trying to write i remember when like everything shut down originally in march i just i couldn't get motivated to write at all yeah because for me the, the motivation to write was then knowing that i would be able to get up on stage and try something i'd know where my next gig was coming uh, and i could do it whereas when that shut down, I was like, I don't know when the next gigs are going to be. I've got no motivation to write. And then suddenly like outdoor stuff started popping up like around July. So I was like, okay. And I started writing again and I've, I've, I think I've been fairly consistent with it since then. I've like jumped on like zoom calls with friends to do like little writing sessions and things like that. That's good, man. And like using writing prompts and like groups online and stuff, which is Mm. just trying to keep the brain ticking over kind of thing but it's 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 been difficult <laughs> like you say like i can't imagine what it's been like to only have done like three shows oh, since pandemic as well like that's um it's been it's been tough mate i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do back onto the zoom things man I, like oh god it's just you know i, I i've really I've, just I've, to hear the words coming out your mouth kind oh, of thing, like yeah i'm starting to fucking do material to fucking the dentist mate i swear to god like it's getting fucking <laughs> stupid now i went to the, i got dressed up to go to the fucking dentist the other day i was like oh this is this is winter this is your life now this is fucking it uh, anyway I've, at least i've got some stuff about <laughs> dentists and fucking other random shit that i've had to buy for things for houses or whatever it is over you know, my house and like okay right i need to buy so but like honestly it's become like i've become like a fucking victor mildrew you know with fucking my material now at this stage because shit has just not been happening at all you know um i went to buy a toilet seat <laughs> from fucking this uh this shop and and i was like 
you've no idea how hard it's been to fucking find this toilet seat. Not all toilet seats are fucking made equal. And I, and, and she was like, okay, okay, right, okay, security, <laughs> security. This guy's fucking lost his mind. And uh, oh. so it was one of those, mate. I was just, I've been been writing stuff. I've written, a, you know, the, you saw some of my stuff the other day. Well, other day, fuck what I'm talking about. Jesus Christ, man. I'm starting to fucking start my, all my, all my conversations with the other day. But I had this, I went to, you know, we, went, we did the, the last gig that I did, right, with you was, um, no, before the one in Hungerford was the one in with Mr. Stamp. Oh um, yes, and, in Auburn's. Yeah, and like that's the one. So that bit, that chunk I did, I think about uh, that I did. That's all like that dark stuff I did. Mm. That's all become a new show, and I've written that. So I've written, okay, that. I've been cool. writing that. So that's coming together now, and it's like, and it's really fucking. It's just great. It's really dark and twisted, and oh god, it's great to fucking get that out because I've been writing clean for say for two years. So now it's coming together, but I need just need a place to fucking just let it out. You know what I mean? That's it, isn't it? Like yeah. it's it, comedy's like it's a healthy outlet sometimes for stuff. Just whatever's in your head. That's it, mate. That's it. You know, <laughs> just so I, I go for runs now, and then you know, I just I just feel like I I just feel like I just need to keep running, but my knees won't let me. Do you know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> have you have you like have you booked for like any festivals at all? I, I tried on, on, on the off chance that they are actually going to go ahead. I tried Norwich because I thought, right, it's not too far and I can just yeah. go there and back and stuff. And um, so I'm going to book for like a few festivals here and there just to kind of give me the impetus to get this this last show in. I've been sort of like printing off show um, posters that I have you know, like the last four I've done at, around the place. Go, look, you did do it. Look, you can do it again. You know, I can still do this. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Right. Okay. Because yeah, that's, that's yeah. the other thing I need to get my head around as well. Because like, going to a festival with a show it's not just about making sure you've got the material as well it's all the other stuff well, that comes admin, with it, isn't it? The, ad, the admin oh, the PR all of that and most comedians can't afford to have someone else oh, do it <laughs> exactly you've got to do it yourself man it's like that's the, the most tiring part of the whole lot really but you know um, yeah so it's just uh yeah, mate. Fucking, you know, it's one of those things. But I love, I love writing the show. Uh, for me personally, I like to do the poster first because then you go, ah, look, the poster's there. Fuck, I've got to do it now. You know, it's like that is because you're like, right, okay, the, the words go around the poster sort of thing. I think you got to get the name right, and then it kind of, for me, just fits around that. I don't like some people do the cheat thing and they go right okay I've written a show and I'll just change its fucking name every year no don't write another show right, you know, <laughs> cheeky just add in, add in like a different five minute chunk at some point and yeah. change yeah like say change the name of the whole thing yeah just a different bucket speech I've <laughs> 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 really perfected this bucket speech now it's going to be you know oh. I mean like there's going to be quotes on, on the posters like amazing amazing bucket speech best the best bucket speech I've ever heard how, how many fringes have you done now I've done uh, god uh, in fringe I've done I've done the fringe like four times I think I've done uh, oh, wow. Brighton uh, once I've done Hastings once I've done I, I did um, yeah I like I think that you know we all, the next show this show is the one that I really feel that's me do you know what I mean it's like more dark and more what I really am because everyone thinks I'm a really nice guy but really I just I pretend <laughs> the delicious darkness each other. god it's great um, but, um, so uh, yeah I'm looking but forward no, yeah, I'm to I'm definitely it. motivated to, to like actually do something up there even if it is like a, a, a split hour or something yeah, I, i've been i've been up a couple of times just to do spots and to do like yeah competitions and things but mm. i've not actually and th that's always been for like a week or two weeks i've never actually properly been up for the duration <laughs> just yeah, been trying yeah. to feel it out and see what's what before i 
commit to anything. I think you're doing it the right way, man. I think you're like just slow, slow and steady, like, you know, rather than just throwing yourself at everything. You know what I mean? Like a comedy whore. That's what I was at the beginning. I was like, yeah, come oh, on, I, do it, I, take I, me. I would still drive three hours for a 10-minute spot and, and, and end up like 30 quid out of pocket or whatever. I'm I'm, I'm not above doing that. I'm, yeah. a, I'm an absolute whore for spots, but I... <laughs> I know, I know what spots to do. I think yeah. you're you're a whore with principles. That's what I like. You know, that's <laughs> I mean, I I was just a fucking whore at the beginning. I'll, like, I'll put know. that on a poster. That's it. That's the, yeah. <laughs> mate, you, you can have it. That's my first show, Hall with Principles. That, mate, brilliant. Love it. That's great. I'm, I'm good at making names up, mate. There you go. Was it? Um, but yeah, so the next, so what's on the, on the agenda for the next year, mate? Like, are you, if anything can be done? I'm just hoping, yeah, stuff comes back. And like I say, trying to get mm. those lost spots back. Because like the open spot at the comedy store, once I had that in the diary, you know, when you just have something in the diary and you're like, that's what's... Yeah motivating me now that's what's propelling me forward i've got that on the horizon to look forward to mm. i was due to go back and do like my second spot at glee in birmingham because nice. i've done one there already and then i was going back for another and then that got canned so just trying to get on at those sort of places and yeah. trying to do more obviously in london because i've got in at certain places i've done a couple of thursdays at backyard now i was due to do a friday i was booked for a friday on the 15th of january but obviously that got canned as soon as we went back into lockdown so yeah just to try and keep building a, a reputation up That's really because um, I want to get to the point where I can do you know decent paid work out of it but yeah. it's um I'm getting the odd like paid bit now and again but just to get that consistency would be the next kind of goal really That's it be consistent man Lee where can we find you Lee Hudson comedy on Instagram um I'm on Twitter as well I'm less active on there but the the Instagrams where I uh, where I got most of my stuff well, Lee, I think you're doing the right way, mate. And uh, if uh, you just better put my little, little you know, brackets, uh, horror principles, winter. <laughs> you don't put my full name, just put winter, like somewhere on a poster. That's fine. TM. <laughs> I, I mean, I won't take royalties from your bucket. It's fine, mate. You can just carry on. Honestly, it'd be great. No, royalties Lee... from a five, I won't, won't account for much. <laughs> That's right. You know? That's it. I'll give you the euros. You can have every euro. <laughs> uh, but um, there might be a scanner to stop people with euros coming through soon. I mean, that's how it's getting at this stage. Yeah, Brexit but, Britain. Mate, that's it. But Lee, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's been a pleasure Thanks to talk to you. Me, man. And it's always Cheers. a pleasure to see you at gigs, mate. Nice one. Thanks. And that was episode 98 with a very funny, very world-weary, very dry Lee Hudson. He also runs a podcast with Callum Ross called The Football Betting Podcast. That's available on all the places where you get your good podcasts. You can follow Lee on all the socials as Lee Hudson Comedy. Now, if you like this podcast and you want to donate, you can. Go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast. I'll donate as much or as little as you feel this podcast is worth. But if you can't donate, that's all right. Just tell your friends about your favorite episode. It tells people where we are and what we're up to. You can also find us on all the socials. We've got a Comedy Defect Facebook group. Join that. Like the page. You can also follow me on all the socials at Winter Dominus. Winter, D-O-M-I-N-U-S. That's it for episode 98. In a couple of weeks, we've got episode 99. That's a summary feel to it. Maybe give you a flake with it too. With a comedian who's worked really hard. I mean, we all work hard. This is not an easy thing. You've got to put all the effort in. It's a great backstory. With the very funny comic, Ashley Gorman. That's for episode 99 at the end of this month. Until then, enjoy the bank holiday weekend, and I'm sorry this last one was late.